BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. Join a 12-team Dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to $999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com <clears throat> The best fantasy football leagues on the net. <laughs> We're all going, everybody's going to get beers. <laughs> Not the safe word. Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast. With your two co-hosts, Two Drinks and Swags, and host, Steve Halepka. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Super Flexible Podcast. I am your host, Steve Halepka, joined here tonight by my boys, Two Drink. What's going on, Two Drink? What's up, everybody? Super Flexible Podcast. That's where we're at, in case you didn't hear it in the beginning. Damn right. And we're also here with Swags. What's going on, Swags? What's up, Steve? How have you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. Back from God, I don't know where. I've been. In a, it's been a whirlwind for me the last couple of weeks. All back over the place. In the saddle again. You can't tell us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're we're back now. Is that uh, a song? Like a, back in the set? No, it's yeah. uh. It was. was you were right. I think like back in the '80s, right? You still let him keep singing. I, I, I feel I like there's something wrong with those lyrics. I think you're right, though. I think you're dead on, man. I think you're dead on. When you but, edit it, you'll put the right song in there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No, I'll keep Quick that in there for drop. you. That's going in there Quick for you. Yep, I love it. Uh, so we've got an awesome guest here tonight, uh, the man from Goat District himself, JD. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. This is going to be a blast. Oh yeah! yeah. Thanks for Jay coming on. Here. Thanks for coming on, man. You know, we're just going to talk a little super flex strategy segment, a little bit of the news and notes going around the NFL right now, uh, and also talking about some preseason hype. Obviously, there's been uh, some great performances this preseason. Some guys moving up and down the depth chart. So we're going to hit that up. Um, but before we do, JD, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and tell them where they can find all your awesome work. Yeah, man, you can find me at Goat District on the Twitter machine. Uh, we drop a weekly podcast, mostly focusing on player value, trades, high stakes, dynasty, best ball, and pretty much anything we feel like talking about. We try to bring on some serious guests. My uh, co-host is Dan at Overhype Sleeper, no E on the end. And, uh, you know, we bring it on monsters, man. Yesterday we had Noah Riddell on. He's a high stakes guy, 3,500 plus best ball rosters by june he was on in june told us he had that many uh Jesus. rosters i wanted to i spit out my beer yeah uh, we had madman on dff madman jeremy nice. so we just bring on good guests man we you know i had swags uh i was gonna say i was on so you know it's top notch. <laughs> um, we're still we're still working on two drink his people are, are a little harder to, to schedule with <laughs> it's in and the then, contract uh, though He'll big time you every once in a while. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The lawyers are working hard at, at that one. You're but, like, why uh, do you even use a fax machine, dude? Like, why are you asking <laughs> me my There's a weird uh, United States Canadian exchange rate we can't get right yet. So. Oh, man, we get focused <laughs> at exchange, man. I got to tell you. Uh, so we also dropped something new just recently, episode one, Quarter Millie Billies. Uh, shout out to Gabe who did that intro. But that's uh, a little series that we're doing. Uh, basically, Dan and I are entered into the uh, Football Guys Championship on FFPC. Nice. Uh, we begged them to to buy us in, basically, so we could do the series, and uh, we're gonna let Fantasyland follow us along the ride. So we're gonna document. Uh, we had a uh, David Hubbard. He won half a million dollars on the FFPC. He's another high stakes monster. So he was on episode one. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, man, that's it. We'll we'll do the draft on there. We'll talk waiver wires. It'll just be kind of you guys along 
you know, bringing the listener along for the ride. That's kind of the idea. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. Tag us on uh, Twitter. We like to talk trades just uh, just like these guys. Yeah, that's awesome. very active group for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so before we go for the further swags, where can the folks find you on Twitter? I am at DFF underscore swag. And two drink? At FL two drink minimum at the Superflex pod handle. Awesome, and I am at the real Holupkin at Superflex Trades. Of course, please also leave us those five star reviews. They really help new people find the podcast. So, any of your listening preferences, iTunes, Stitcher, what have you, just leave those those five star reviews for us because we love seeing those, and they really help spread the podcast around uh, to new people to listen, so they can listen to all the good super flexible goodness that we have to offer. Uh, so, let's talk some news and notes. Obviously, the big situation for for fantasy football players. Zeke and Melvin Gordon both holding out still, um, really getting into dangerous time with drafts for, for redraft purposes. If you might be drafting this weekend, you might be drafting next week. So really getting in that danger zone um, redraft time. Uh, but obviously, you know, we have a real dynasty focus on the show. Um, so I'll start with two drinks so on this. Steve, yeah, what you're saying ahead. is this actually could have just been the back in the saddle episode. It could be the back in the saddle episode. Exactly. That's right. All the days. You, you've got the item. this goes out to you steve love it and maybe someday zeke maybe someday mr melvin gordon Gordon. maybe even aj green this is a shout out to all the homies hopefully get back in the saddle again poor woman poor one there you go Nailed it. Perfect. Good timing on that one, Swags. We, we just, just, under, just under 30 seconds. Just under 30 seconds. Well done. Uh, but yeah, so I'll start with two drink on this one. I mean, obviously there's tons of concern from a redraft perspective, but Dynasty, do you have any worry kind of going forward with both of these guys? I mean, you got to have a little worry, but they're coming back at some point. And if you got them at this on your team, how do you move them? I'm more interested, and I'm just going to flip it right off the bat, and what do we think this does to the quarterbacks on those teams? Mm. Not just the running backs and the and play there, but do, do we get to see more Dak sling it around a little bit? And, and same for Rivers. I personally think it might hurt Dak just a little bit without that threat of, of a strong – stronger running game i mean he built such a such a really good play action game last year with the threat of zeke and then using the, those bootlegs and things of that nature um you know i think Kellen moore is a better offensive mind than what he was dealing with previously at, at oc but without that you as know, we the, all hope to see we, we hope we hope we can hope and pray a lot of buzz there right um but yeah i mean I, i'm thinking that may end up hurting dak overall without zeke i think philip rivers is better enough to be able to you know figure his way through without melly um but yeah well, i think it may hurt dak. go up you know what i mean and, and passing attempts then or do you think it gets split up between the running backs that's more like yeah can it maybe it, at least maybe a couple what we're talking about yeah, maybe a couple attempts up just because they won't have the effectiveness in the, in the ground game. But I'll, I'll, let's, go to J, let's go to our guest, J.D., man. What are you thinking for both those passing games um, with Dallas and, and uh, the Chargers? Yeah, I think it's just going back to the running backs for a bit, though. I think if you look at this on a macro level, I have kind of this, uh, not like a conspiracy theory, but a bit of a theory that these pieces are all kind of starting to fit in. If you look at you know what happened to Gurley last year, injury, uh, who they brought in this year in you know to to kind of secure that backfield whether he's on or off the field. You look at Zeke now, them bringing in a guy that complements him with Pollard. Uh, 
But even if you look deeper into a situation like this, so I talked about Noah Riddell, who was on our show last night, and this guy's got his finger on the pulse. If anyone describes him to you, that's what they tell you. This guy's got his finger on the pulse. So he's a high stakes, high volume guy. This guy's ROI is like 80 some percent. He's mm. not a joke. He is not a joke, um, but he's also in Dallas and he's got connections within the organization. And what he was telling us is if you look at this new offense, you know, they have a new uh, OC coming in with Kalen Moore. Uh, we don't know shit. We say that often. Can we say that on the show? You're right? good, man. All right. We good. We said a lot in the Goat League uh, chats, which is lit 24-7, by the way. Shout out to the Goats. Um, you know, we don't know shit at the end of the day. So we don't know what this new offense is going to look like. And what he's saying is that there's talks that maybe Zeke has been holding out or more his agents have been asking him to hold out because he's not coming in to a situation where he's going to have that much of a prominent role as he's had in the past. So what did he have, like 70-some receptions last mm -hmm. year, if I recall? Yeah. But if you look back historically, he's more in like the 40-50 range, um, you know, if you look past that. So last year was a bit of an outlier. And you just look at the landscape in general right now with these RB1s, it's starting to change, man. Teams are bringing in specialists that have specific roles. And I think that's creeping into the running back position. That's why we're going to, I think we're going to start seeing less and less of these, you know, workhorse kind of guys. Uh, they're going to, I think, become even less and less. And a guy like Zeke, if he comes back and they cut his receptions in half, and maybe a guy like Pollard comes in and takes up a significant role, uh, that changes his, you know, you're investing a top three, maybe, you know, I got him, what, sixth, I think, fifth or sixth in, in, a, in a draft like a couple months ago. And I thought that was a value. But if he's if his reception uh, volume goes down and that offense changes, then he's not necessarily getting the huge volumes that we're used to. Because the other thing is that these guys are investing, right? He wants to get paid on what he did last year. That's kind of the strategy here. But Dallas gives him all this money. They're They're going to want, you know, that that uh, investment to last so you know by by giving him more of a specified role um maybe that's a way to to make his career a bit longer uh in in that dallas situation so i just think it's interesting how the landscape right now with these rb1s these workhorses is changing and if you you look at this information that noah dropped last night it's kind of all starting to fit in and maybe gordon do maybe gordon's doing the same thing you know we saw eckler come in and he's kind of building his role there catching the ball uh justin jackson you know sh showed quite a bit he showed pretty well considering uh he's a rookie with uh you know he's not exactly a high rookie draft pick or anything but he's he's done well he's shown that he can do well in that offense so maybe these guys are just trying to get paid you know like noah said on what they've done in the past because they know that the future is not necessarily the same as as what we've seen i don't know what you guys think about that yeah swags any thoughts on that um i mean i totally know what you're saying and i agree i I think the Zeke and the Melvin one are totally different. For the Zeke one, I'm kind of with Steve on it, like where I think that they they do kind. Of, I think that Zach is a complete game changer, whereas so is Melvin. But the difference between I, I think Dak is or Zeke, sorry, is going to be back. I guess is what I was trying to get to. So I'll just mm -hmm. go there quick. I think that Zeke's going to be back pretty quick here, and it's going to be over. Um, I do think that Pollard could take away a little bit. In the passing game, I think he'll be utilized. Um, they don't have a ton there outside of Gallup and um, Cooper. I mean, they've got Randall Cobb, don't get me wrong, but tell me they're going to just use Jake Jason Witten a ton? I hope not. God, I <laughs> so, hope not. But, but so I agree with Steve on that part of it, and I I don't know. I, I think that these guys like the Zeeks of the world and the Melvin Gordons are special, and I think that what they do does open up the game. It changes the game. So 
I don't think that Eckler or Justin Jackson are the same as Melvin Gordon, even if they're good. Like they can be utilized in our fantasy worlds, but mm-hmm. in the real world NFL, they want to get those guys back on the field. I don't know if they ever come to terms with the contract, though. It, lo- it looks like Gordon's probably the one that's going to be week like 10. That, yeah, like that's what it's looking like that week. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if he doesn't, he, you know, business wise, it's not a smart move. But um, Zeke, on the other hand, I think you guys are right. I think he will get paid. That actually, today there was news that he's been offered what the second most uh, yeah. top two. So yeah. it's, it definitely keeps fantasy interesting. You know what I mean? Like these are two significant pieces that fantasy is investing highly in. And now all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, what do I do? What, even with, even with Pollard, what do you mm-hmm. do with Paul? Right. right. Now, right? He's a hot topic. He's a guy that you picked up late in in a rookie draft, which you know we we harp often on uh, on the goat district. Like pick up those rookies, man. Those rookie running backs. Those are the guys that are gonna pop. You know, give you increased value probably the quickest out of all the positions. And we're seeing it now with Pollard. You've got uh, Darwin Thompson out there in KC. Uh, so what are you guys doing with Pollard in it right now? Are you buying? You I mean, you selling right now if you already own Swags. them? You're buying them? Um, yeah, I'm a seller definitely. Yep. We saw that. Yeah, but hey, you made us. You what made do you, what do you want for him? Hey, I'm grabbing a beer. I'm um, I yeah. I don't think that like honestly I, you know I don't think that I was one of the pricier guys on him compared to some of the offers I heard for him. The deal that I made today to move him um, was a multiplayer deal. I sold Christian Kirk, Mark Andrews, and Tony Pollard, and I got back DK Metcalf, um, Terry McLaren, and. Um, uh, I apologize. Oh, I'm Noah Fant. So Noah Fant, DK Metcalf, and McLaren to me, and I gave Mark Andrews, um, Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, and Pollard. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what I think about that trade, though. But it's not too crazy, right? I mean, which side of it do you no, like? I mean, his it's side? A it's a preference thing. I, I, like, I like the players on the other side a lot, all three of them. Yeah, uh, so it's not like – so it wasn't like I – I robbed anybody because I had Tony Pollard, right? I mean, even if you like that side better, that's all I'm saying for this part. I'm I'm interested yeah, to hear how you feel about it, though. Tight end premium? Um, it might have a little bit. It's not the crazy. It's no crazy tight end premium. It's pretty mellow. Because Fant weighs obviously on the other side. Um, and I'm I'm an Evan Ingram owner as well. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's a fair trade. Even like I was looking at the other trades that we're going to talk about later. You guys, you guys put some really nice trades in here because they're they're very even value wise. It just becomes you know two the two biggest things for me is preference and then obviously roster construction, what your needs are, what you're looking for in the trade. That kind so of thing. let me ask you guys this then, and um, well, I'll, either of you can start. You know, but JD, you mentioned you like the guys better on the other side of the trade. But how are you feeling about Christian Kirk? So that's there's two offenses right now that I think are there's I'm seeing opportunity in fantasy land and that's Arizona and that is um, oh wow I'm having a brain fart the 49ers those are two offenses right now that I think people are kind of tripping out you know fantasy lands in panic mode I see like you know people with their arms up running around in circles screaming just because of what we've seen you got to remember so starting in Arizona um, you have a rookie quarterback coming to play quarterback in the NFL, the hardest, you know, position in the hardest possible environment. Um, Let's give him more than what, you know, even if he had three or four or five, you know, uh, preseason games, 
give the guy time, man. It's, uh, I talk about it often with receivers, building rapport, whether they're going to a new offense or a new quarterback, you want to give them time to build rapport. It's a, and you want the guys to time to build in their position and tight ends, right? Rookie tight ends, not something I normally invest highly in because it's going to take a while for them to pop, you know, until mm-hmm. they're, they're worth something on your roster. So these are two offenses right now. I think that people are panicking a bit too much with what we saw with Jimmy G. Jimmy G has been out of the game for how long? He hasn't been on a football field. He hasn't been in a game for how long. We thought, what, he'd come in and just go 10 for 10 and, you know, everything be beautiful, a couple touchdowns. You know, he'd take off his helmet, put his hands through his hair. Everybody's good looking. <laughs> but I just think that people are in panic mode, but that, to me, offers opportunity. Guys like Isabella are falling in drafts right now. Um, all these guys that people were kind of reaching for, I guess you could say, in the double-digit rounds, like these receivers, especially in these two offenses, like there's a lot of talent in both these offenses. So I totally agree. So if, guys, if like Kyler Murray would have went out there and aced it and just looked like uh, he's all ready to go, but then at the end you looked at the stats and you realized there's a game where he didn't even target Christian Kirk, even though everybody else caught it, does that worry you now for Christian he, Kirk? If all those other passes were caught, but no targets to Christian Kirk. No, that doesn't worry me. It's preseason. I, and okay. I agree, but there's, for if me, anything, there's just so anything, many weapons. If anything, you're not looking for your top guys to perform in preseason. You, you're not, you're, you're, you're I'll trying to do that. See, sure. You're trying to see what the other guys can do. The guys you haven't seen. We saw Kirk for a whole season in the NFL. We know what he can do. The guy improved. But Kyler like, Murray didn't. He wasn't there with him. But okay, so even better. Now he's got an even better quarterback coming in. Supposedly, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a quarterback uh, scout, so right, we're we're, we're going to see what what we're going to see and and who's better at the end of the day. But I just think that people are panicking way too quickly, man. And to me, that's opportunity in fantasy land. And and but for me, it ended up being a numbers game. I was thinking like, man, there are three to five wide receivers that I really kind of like on the Cardinals, and there's only two in Seattle. Mm-hmm. me personally i know that people like there's some david moore hype going around stuff like that and i think he might be relevant but for me like it was kind of that like i look at what's in seattle versus what's in arizona and i'm like oh, there's only a couple of guys i like in arizona like there even though seattle doesn't pass the ball as much it might not be moving was, as fast like that was, was that was say. my brain yeah, I was going to say devil's advocate. It, it would probably balance that out with just volume, right? Because you're yeah, definitely going to see they're going to run a lot again, in Seattle. Again, we don't know shit, right? Until we see this offense in the in, in a regular uh, NFL season game and what, what they do throughout the season. But supposedly you're, you're expecting a higher volume out of Arizona in the air than you are in Seattle. But like you said, there's less guys fighting for the targets. So it, it's again, it's, a, it's very close. It's more of a preference thing. I don't know what Tudrink thinks about that trade. Uh, two drink will be back in oh, a second. I he's back. I thought I heard him. Yeah. He'll be back in a second. He's grabbing. He's grabbing a beer. Um, Actually, yeah, I mean, he was back as well. JD, thanks. It's all right. Thanks for having me back, bro. It's all. It's all good. Uh, so when he gets back, when he gets back from the beer, we'll let him. Let him. What do you in. think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Metcalf. I think um, I do have a little bit of worry about that Arizona offense just in general. I, I, I'm excited to see what they do. You know, come week one of, of the actual NFL season. Um, I mean, to your point, Swags, like ton of targets there. I would like to see Christian Kirk be on the field with Kyler Murray. I mean, I, I don't necessarily need targets, but I like to see snap count at least. Like, if you go back to the San Francisco example, Pettis and Marquise Gobin were both on the field for every single Jimmy G snap. Like, that makes me feel real good about those two assets at least, along with like George Kittle. Say, okay, this is probably going to be the starting two receivers for, for the 49ers. 
Um, so without that having that information, uh, at least from the, from the preseason, I have to be a little bit more apprehensive about Christian Kirk. Um, I think tight end wise, I think you I think you made an upgrade there with Fan over Andrews. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think you got some decent value out of Pollard too, who's going to be you know a, a role player potentially uh, whenever Zeke re- returns. So I, I think you made out pretty well on that one. And I agree with you on Andrews and Fan, and but I like Andrews, but I think that he's getting a little bit of hype right now. He is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like Nick Boyle's been playing a ton with the first team. Uh, Hayden Hurst is still playing a ton with the first team. Um, So, yeah, like I think you did a good job making an upgrade on a a team with like 13 tight ends versus a team who drafted a tight end round one. who's probably going to be their number one target at at tight end going forward in Denver. So I like that move that you made swags there. Thanks. Thanks, man. No thanks to you, J.D., yeah. I'm, I'm just here to I'm hate just on joking, trade, bro. Dude. I'm totally <laughs> it's all joking. good. I was gonna ask you about Andrews though, because he is he is he is a guy I like a lot, but he's he's definitely uh, got a bit of hype. Um, the only thing do you uh, expect Fant to produce for you this year, similarly that Andrews could, or are you thinking Fant's gonna come out of the gate and and produce similarly? Um, that's an that's a good question. I do. I think I give you two of the same options, but you know, I, I kind of like the narrative that he will be targeted a lot just because they don't have a lot of weapons and Flacco likes the tight ends but who knows man what's going to happen um I do think that he will be used this year to expect him to be a top tight end um I do not um but my situation I'm hoping to only have to use him on my bye week I have uh Evan Ingram and if if everything goes the way my brain has imagined it I, I'll only need Fant one week. That was my next question, if he's starting for you. So that's perfect, man. Yeah, that's awesome to have Fant behind Ingram. That's beautiful. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And worst case situation, two drink likes Fant a lot more than me. <laughs> you can always flip him. Of course, when he comes back. Perfect timing. Perfect timing to come back. I heard Fant and two drinks. So <laughs> he's, he's in. He's in. He's back, he's back in. Um... So let's let's continue to talk about some preseason risers uh, in terms of getting that hype train rock, ready and rock rocking to go. Um, I know JD, you talked about him a little bit before, but Darwin Thompson. I mean, another running back that was you know at the back end of rookie drafts. Now who's been creeping up in value? Um, latest depth chart has him above Carlos Hyde. There's you know talk of Carlos Hyde being cut now in Kansas City. Um, do you think Darwin Thompson's kind of the real deal after seeing him play a couple preseason games, or should we pump the brakes a little bit on him? I don't. Th- so, pump him. All of that? Sorry. <laughs> like all of that, kind of? All of that, kind of. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm I think he's Darwin the real, Thompson. but maybe pump him a little. Yeah. Like I, the nice thing with Darwin Thompson is opportunity, right? When you're looking at these young running backs, you want opportunity for them, especially these guys that are not, they don't have as much draft capital. So a guy like this, I'm not a Damian Williams guy like at all. So, you know, I had him in a couple leagues because I got him off waivers. He popped. I sold him. I moved on. Um, I think Darwin has a nice opportunity here. They, he, it, he's already passed uh, Hyde on the depth chart. So he, he's definitely built up his value. But I think that the play on this was to draft him as a, in the rookie drafts. And now you have an op- option, depending on your own roster, you have a, a chip to sell. Uh, to go at shopping, as I like to say, and get yourself a nice solid piece, whether that's upgrade, you know, pair them up with something and upgrade or whatever it is that you need to do for your roster. Or you have a guy that's his value is on the way up. There's still a lot of room for that value to keep increasing. 
So it's kind of like that stock on the way up. You can either buy in thinking it's going to keep going, or you can think, you know what, uh, Damian Williams is going to come back. Uh, if he's going to take over this backfield and Darwin Thompson's going to be a backup. But I personally don't think that's the case. What do you guys think? Go for it, you drink. Mm, well, didn't go? Didn't you put up a tree or a, a poll about buying right. or selling Darwin Thompson? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to pull that up. Thank you for reminding me. I'm bad. But how do you I feel, got, got drink? It. It's right here. How do I, how do I feel? Uh, it's still Damian Williams' job, and you should have pumped the brakes when Steve first told you to. Period. <laughs> there you go. Boom. So, so if I have Darwin Thompson and can get anything close to. So what is at least perceived out there? I am Mr. Sell. I mean, but what do you, I don't know what you're trying to get, but what is the perceived value? Like I haven't actually tried to trade for him much like the last couple of weeks since the hype gained. I got all my shares when they were cheaper. So, sure. I mean, is he, does anybody, and I'm just asking, does anybody know like his current like rookie round ADP? Like how much has that moved up? Oh yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it what do you want to the know? third round? He's got, like, he's got to be mid second now. I think. Is it mid second, third now. round? Like, because I mean, I'll still take like second. Justice Hill in front of him, even, and I would um, too. I'll take Singletary in front of him, and I like Darwin a lot. And I yeah. don't like Singletary. It seems like as much, but I'd still take him in front of Darwin. So oh, round three versus round seven or six, whatever it was, yeah, two for draft capital. Yeah, and so to trade for him, or to, I don't know what you could get in a trade. If somebody offered me a first, you'd be crazy not to take it. Agreed. I'm taking a second all day long. So uh, I think he'll help me more than that. I think they'll. I think that his price will still go up to drink because even if and, and I'm agreeing with you here for, for the beginning of the year, that is I think Damien's job. But if he does get hurt, like I definitely don't believe in Carlos Hyde or not. If you don't believe in Darwin. They'll become a day like when you can sell oh, a little fair. bit higher. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I'll take Darwin over Carlos Hyde in that. So you Unless might as well hold on to the RB two for the Chiefs. Mm, right. You know what I mean? Even if you don't believe he's the one, you should definitely hold on to the two. Damian Williams wasn't even really the three uh halfway through the season last year. You know what I mean? And and he's you know what I mean, where he's at. So yeah, that's true. I mean, I think a second is fair for it, but there it, it could like even get to the point though that where it, that it's worth you know, second plus. I don't yeah. know about it first. But second yeah. plus for sure. Uh, it could get even get to the point though too where you discover a need on your team and you have him then to maybe fill yeah. for a tight end that you like or a wide receiver that you like or a chip to throw in for to upgrade your running back okay. position maybe. You know what I mean? Like it's still early. Like a lot of these moves, I mean, if you don't need to make them, you can sit on those players if you don't believe in them because it sounds like you still believe like maybe he could gain some value even if you don't like him forever. Mm-hmm. The chance that he goes down looks a lot smaller than than percentage chance that he goes up. You know what I mean? Like, mm, okay, there. you think so? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I think it's easier for him to rise than it is to fall from where where he oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I didn't say that right, or you didn't hear it right. Is what I'm I, mean, I don't think I heard it right. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's the case, then 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 we're not Mister Sell, right? We should be buying. We're holding. There's another. Yeah. I mean, if, if somebody no offers you something up, right buy. away that you like and you're like, holy shit, I have to hit accept, I mean, you'll know okay, so I mean, I just to, to our listeners, you know, but I, I just want to take a second. Would, yeah. Should you pay it? What about Sterling Shepard? Th- man, I don't like Shepard, but I think I should take Shepard. I think I would take Shepard too. JD? Goat. Yeah, you're locking in the you're locking in that investment kind of at the Shepard value. Uh, just to go back to that uh, poll that that two drink was talking about. So people are buying 
selling at 17% and holding at 26%. That's over 700 boats. So people are definitely buying him right now. Um, I personally, something like this, I'm greedy. So let's say I drafted him when he's going like third or third round, sometimes in fourth round of rookie drafts. If I can get a first, um, when I'm at the point where I can get a first for him, I'll sell. Otherwise, I'll probably hold because like two drinks said, I think he, there's a higher chance his value increases uh, with the situation he's in. Yeah. But the shepherd one is is close. Uh, it, it it just again it those things so depend to me on roster need and all that kind of stuff. I guess the value is there. But I think you're probably getting someone that's buying high on Darwin uh, if they're sending Shepard to you. Well, and like with no Tate early on, right? Shepard, we would we would think at least has an increased chance the first four weeks. Where if we're giving it to Damian Williams coming into the season, then May I take Shepard, and obviously it would be hard to then flip it back to the same owner. But value wise, I should then be able to get Darwin plus come like week four or five. He because should. he has, he, you would think he wouldn't have done as much, and Shepard should have a couple nice games up front. So I think Shepard, I think Shepard's a nice value right now. Shepard's yeah. a nice value, man. He's going to get a lot of targets, and then offense yeah. even if he comes back. Yep. Love it. Love it. Let's move now to someone that uh, Swags talked about a little bit earlier. Let's go talk about Justice Hill. Seems to be penciled in for the third down role there in Baltimore. Uh, we, we assume tons of carries, tons of, of action for the running backs there. Um, what are we thinking about Justice Hill? And we'll start with uh, Swags on this one. Um, I like Justice Hill a lot. I think everybody knows that. I think that like he's going to be him and Mark Ingram. I think it's going to be great. Uh, quarterback like... Uh, I was going to say Kyler Murray, but Lamar Jackson will open up that run game a little bit because he's elusive as well. Um, check out Rookie Fever, and I'm going to give it to these guys because everybody knows I like Justice Hill a lot. So, yep, Darwin Thompson in a third or Justice Hill? Um, Justice Hill. Okay, for me, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll take Justice Hill too. Same. You believe his role is every week already super stable? Yep, super stable already. Yeah, so, man, I love his landing spot. So if you're telling me, damn it, now I gotta argue for Darwin Thompson. That kind of pisses me off. So if you're telling me. <laughs> that Darwin Thompson is the two in Kansas City. And and even if you believe Damian Williams is the starter, he's not the bell cow getting 80% of the touches, right? So how much value does the RB2 have on a week-in and week-in basis that you're telling me the the Ravens has more? Yeah, he'll he'll be utilized a lot in that passing game. He's so quick. Yep. I think there's more touches Darwin the Thompson, RB2 right? in Baltimore. Um, I was talking about Justice Hill. Yeah, Seems like the same guy. <laughs> and if, if I'm picking an offense, I might want to pick the Chiefs' offense over the Ravens, even if it's for the running back. But I mean, you got Mahomes throwing it versus Lamar Jackson too. Like Mahomes has different weapons; he's going to be throwing it down the field. He's got Kelsey. Then you go to there, <laughs> there, sure. the Ravens, and they've got uh, injured Marquise Brown at the beginning of the year. You guys like Miles Boykin a lot. Yep. Um, and then you got the tight ends and Justice Hill. I don't think Mark Ingram is going to get a lot in the passing game. I think it's a cheap version of Kamara and Ingram. Yeah, sure. Just when I'm betting on an RB2, I I, I usually want to connect it to the better offense. I'm not arguing it. I, I mean, I like Justice Hill a lot. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, I guess I'm trying to realize more about uh, Darwin Thompson than I was trying to give him credit for previously. Self-epiphany. Move on. So <laughs> then, to drink, do you want Darwin or Justice Hill? I feel like I can get more on my side because you immediately went to Justice Hill even with a third. So no, no, <sighs> yeah, Which I don't know, do dude. Want? I think I 
I think I want Justice Hill because he will be a fine play during the season and can probably get more for him early if I want to move on. I think at the end of the year, if Darwin Thompson has outscored Justice Hill, that is not something you should be shocked about. Mm-hmm. And I like Damian yeah, Wayne. Damian Wayne's yeah. playing the whole year, right? Because it's connected to the better offense. That's all I'm trying to get. I other like people that you talked see. yourself a little bit more into Darwin. Yeah, I, I still can't put him over Justice Hill, but no, I get you. I like what you did there. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> the pieces of the puzzle make sense too, Drink. They do. Two I mean, like, I don't even know what happened. I went to get a beer and checked on my kid. And <laughs> I agreed with Swags. This is messed up. The other, yeah. thing, the other thing you got to look at, not only the offenses that they're in, but if you look at Justice Hill, I think long-term he's going to hold his value more because he's got more of a cemented situation there in Baltimore, meaning he's got, he's got like that third down type of role. Uh, the guy in front of him has lots of thread off the tires is that how the saying goes i'm french man i was screwed those <laughs> anyway that was good that was you good I mean, right you know what i mean you're he's, in he's, canada he's, do you guys really you're, you're saying you're french now yeah man my mom my mom <laughs> my mom's from quebec bro the, the great white north but um yeah so Hill, hill's kind of got a more cemented role in my opinion where he's he's probably going to be in that offense for a while and he's going to flourish where um uh wow i'm tr- i'm looking at 10 names here where darwin is is I feel like even if he does get a role this year and he does become significant to whatever extent, every everyone's saying like 2020, when those running backs are coming in, KC is going to either replace or get someone to come in and just take over that that run that you know that RB one uh, role. Whereas I don't see Justice Hill just kind of disappearing that way. So in my opinion, Justice Hill will hold his value longer uh, if that's possible with the running back. And I've definitely been one of the people that said Kansas City get a running back in 2020, right? And we we thought they were even going to do it this year because all they had was Damian Williams, right? Right. Hyde so, looks crappy, right? right? Looks- and, and Hyde might even might even make it a team. Yeah. You know I mean? there's, word, there's word he might get cut. Which is which is crazy in its own right, but just moving on, like we thought the Kansas City would have taken a running back this year, and they didn't because of Damian Williams. It, just because Darwin Williams is there, like you know what I mean? Like I want them to get a running back because, good lord, what they, that offense could be with a, one of the elite running backs that that we believe to come out next oh, year. Gosh. But yeah. man, yeah, could be dirty. Could be really a, a Fenero fact, and then we'll move on. But Justice Hill has the longest arms of any running back in the yep. 2019 class. I remember that fact. I think he said that on the uh, the combo pod. That yeah, 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 love it. And I said Darren Williams on Darren Thompson, but y'all know what I'm talking about. There's a bunch of Thompsons and Williams that are in right. I just uh, thought you were talking about a different player that I didn't know about, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like I'm more Darryl Williams, and Amy Williams, right? And Darren Williams picked up that other guy you said right away Thompson to the yeah. ultimate Chiefs running back. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, now let's move to the wide receiver side of things. Uh, Curtis Samuel has an insane amount of buzz in camp every day. It seems like he's catching a you know fifty yard bomb. We talked camp. about him too much. Everybody did. Everyone's talking about Curtis Samuel. Are I mean, are we buying in? JD, are you buying into Curtis Samuel, or do you think just DJ Moore is the unequivocal number one there in in Carolina? No, I think we've got these offenses where you're going to have uh, kind of that 1A, 1B. I don't know that Samuel gets up there as a 1B, but he's you know he's kind of locked in as the wide receiver two in Carolina. I think that's another offense that's, that's maybe undervalued right now. These guys are going to produce both of them. I still think DJ's the, the wide receiver one in this offense. I'm happy Samuel popped. It took him a while. Uh, he definitely has the draft capital. I mean, this guy was a second-round pick, but he's 23, man. This kid's young. He's got room to grow. I, it's one of those things where I, 
I think he's got a capped ceiling, uh, but I also think that he has a nice floor. So he's, he gives you a nice kind of wide receiver three uh, on your roster. I'd like him as my three or four. I'm not necessarily counting on on him as a wide receiver one or two. Totally fair. Uh, two drink, what thoughts on Curtis Samuel? Are you buying in? I have loved Curtis Samuel for a while. I think yeah. it's, it's a little too far this offseason. We've really talked him up to the point where I don't know that it's it's a value now in drafting. I think it's a great play in your home leagues towards the end of drafts um, because those mm-hmm. leagues haven't adjusted that way. Um, but a lot of our, you know, the dynasty pods have been talked about them all offseason. Technically, this would be the, the quote-unquote third-year wide receiver breakout, right? Yes, sir. And this is a guy that, I'm going to be honest, like coming out of uh, Ohio Jordan State, Reed just really left wondered. the game to get evaluated for a t- concussion. concussion. For Jordan Reed. Yeah. That's probably his career. Sorry, Tudrin, go ahead. <sighs> no, you're good. But this was a guy that we were unsure of what position that he was even going to play, and we were waiting on the Panthers to announce it when they drafted him as wide receiver because he could have played running back too. So it's a little bit of the guy still trying to learn more of the position as well too. It helps that TJ Moore is there, and I think that he can finish very close to him this year depending on where those targets go. And Cam, you know, tonight when we're right before we got on, I think injured his foot, right? He came yep. out of the yep. game. So we're still waiting to hear about that, and that could lead to a whole segment I don't even have on the sheet yet. <laughs> Your boy Will Greer. Get him locked and loaded, baby. Know it. Get him ready to go. Yeah, I, I like I like Curtis Samuel a lot. I think in a lot of leagues that uh, everybody on the podcast here are playing with, it's it's probably too steep right now to to go get it. You're you're paying yeah. too close to the ceiling. But I don't think that's the case when you're gonna get to your redraft leagues this year. And I think he's a fine redraft play. Uh, you know, late, late in drafts, go get him. Love it. I'm not going to take DJ Moore. I will wait on Curtis Samuel in my home redraft leagues, period. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, should we even talk about this next guy? I mean, I think everyone knows the love for Chris Goblin on this pod. So, <laughs> and the hype train's been out of control. I think he's going like in fourth, the end of fourth rounds right now in redraft leagues. He's going I, as the wide receiver 18 FFPC Superflex Dynasty. That's oh, man. The, I think I'm ready to wild. sell. I cannot yeah, do it. It's almost time to get out. Like so even, he's, going, he's going right behind Galladay and DJ Moore. Yeah. God, I love him so much. I, I beat that drum for now two years, and I'm just like, I think I might need to get out. Like, um, but, if, but if you, in all fairness, if you look at the guys going after him, so let me just name some guys. Calvin Ridley. You know, I, I'd take him over Calvin Ridley, uh, Robert Ridley, Ridley, AJ Green, uh, Green. Mike Williams, take Harry, Mike Williams. like you know, Cooper Cup. Yeah, yep. you know if he's, they're saying he's back a hundred percent. I take him over Cup, but Cup you know, is probably the first one on the list that I might not actually. Cup's healthy and got to go week one, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, can't even believe it. But if that's for it's real, huge. yeah, it's huge. If that's for real, I sold Cup too damn low all off season, and it makes me sad. That dude about the record. So, so, so JD, I think with you... the guys like Curtis Samuel and Chris Godwin, though, I, I mean, you, when we're saying, do you buy into it? I, I guess, what are you buying into is what I have to ask too, because I think if you your expectations are you have a decent wide receiver too, I think we're dead on. I think they're in that area, but they're ceiling isn't the same as a wide receiver one and their floor is lower that's i mean just the way it goes and so it depends on what you're paying for them if you're all of a sudden just like diving in head first just because of some news at the camp like it's still mike evans it's still dj moore i agree with two drink like the the value is um 
Curtis Samuel, absolutely. Like I think that they'll end up closer in points than Mike Evans and Godwin. But what are we buying into? Uh, I think the the question is, you know, is he going to be that middle of the road wide receiver two this year, and potentially even higher than that? Right? Can you get any return on his current like 18th wide receiver off the board? Is there any more upside there, or do you think it's capped? I mean, for me, like one thing I really I'll use even just Ridley for example. Um, one thing I like about him is the fact that Julio's in front of him stud wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, but he's going to be gone before DJ Moore. He's going to be gone before Mike Evans. And that's, I don't know. I like Calvin Ridley. He did great things last year. Rookie year. Didn't have to wait for it. It just happened. Evans needs to be injured for Godwin to increase any chance from that 18 for me. Yes. I think, I think it's closer than that between the two of them, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I get the thought process too, drink. I get the thought process. Um, let's move down to that crazy crowded Arizona wide receiving core. And, and Keyshawn Johnson seemed to be climbing up mm-hmm. into somewhat of, uh, we think, a role there. Um, obviously, talked about Christian Kirk before. There's Isabella. Good news, I guess, good news for fantasy owners. Akeem Butler broke his hand and it's probably going to be placed on injured reserve. Um, so he'll be out. Muddy's it a little less. So yeah, Muddy's it a little bit less uh, for players on the outside. Fitzgerald's still there for another year. Uh, I'm probably missing four three more. or four more guys. They just signed Michael Crabtree for some reason. I don't know why. Because um, they let Kevin White go. Because Kevin White got cut. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, right. Poor one out. Um, In my do, mouth. Do we think you know Keyshawn's worth – I'll just call it a late 2022nd at this point to buy into the hype or are you just staying no. away? I'll give you a third. Yeah, I was going to say a third sounds good. Second is Too I much. will wait. Okay. Yeah. Second, your wait. counter better have a little bit more on it, you know? Okay. I might do it for a third in Keyshawn for a second. I might do that. Okay. JD, what are you thinking? I like that play. Yeah, Keyshawn's another example of when when it's a cloudy situation, I like to just wait and take the the lower you know, the cheaper guy. And this is perfect example. So in rookie drafts where maybe I, I was lucky enough to get a Kyler Murray, maybe I was early or whatever in, in the rookie draft. Uh, if I missed on Isabella, I wasn't reaching for any of those guys. So Keyshawn Johnson is a guy that I have actually a few shares of just because he was going so late. And again, you know, we talk about all the time in the gold leagues, like we don't know shit, man. We don't know which, which one of these guys are going to pop. Keyshawn Johnson, I mean, this guy athletically like he's got all the pieces to succeed so why not him out of the guys that they drafted just because one guy got drafted around earlier or whatever the case uh i think because of the the new offense the new quarterback there that just opens up opportunity for anyone and and the price this guy was going at he was an easy grab kind of late uh late in the rookie draft so now it's nice that he's popping um i don't know that i'm going to go out and buy him necessarily because i'm still waiting to see what's happening in this offense uh, but I think in general, this offense, it's you go out and get some pieces because they're going to be cheap. Uh, even though his he's popping right now value-wise, you're talking he's going wide receiver 85 in super flex startups. I mean, cheap. Wow. It, again, like these are guys at this part of the draft or at this in this value that you're taking shots at, right? They're lottery tickets. So, yeah, man, Keyshawn Johnson, get him thrown into a, to, uh, to a trade if you, you're getting like a package going on. Uh, but I'm not going to go out there and spend uh, – about like you know my second round pick or anything on him. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna skip if the you, next two. Oh, no, sorry, hold on. If you draft him in the fourth, are you gonna take a second form right now? I will. Doesn't matter where you draft him. You take him the second form, no contest. Move mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Like if that offense works, like it's it should be. Even if Keyshawn is the fourth wide receiver, there should be enough to go around. And yeah, are, but there's, there's obviously a little connection there. You, there's always that opportunity where 
you know, things are not going to go smooth. That you're talking about a rookie quarterback, a new offense, a new system. Rookie wide receiver. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be like it looks great right now, but maybe three games in, this guy has like you know seven targets total. So. Yeah, it hasn't popped yet for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I'm taking the second for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're my boy, bro. I'm trying me. to give it to you. <laughs> Take it. Accept. I'm smashing. Accept. <laughs> All right. Let's not. Yeah, let's now move to the Patriots. Obviously, Josh Gordon reinstated by the NFL. Going to be back for week one. Let's talk about this breakdown of wide receivers now. Obviously, Nikhil Harry's there. We've seen Jacoby Myers pop this preseason. Philip Dorsett looked halfway decent this game three with with Brady at the helm. Um, So we'll start with Swags on this one. Josh Gordon's value right now, I mean, is he someone now you're looking to reacquire or is he someone that you are now just selling and getting anything you can because he's back in the league? What, what are you doing with Josh Gordon? Um, I mean, I'll buy. Yeah. I'll, I'm a buyer. I don't, I don't know what you have to pay. Nobody's accepted my offers. <laughs> so <laughs> I must be a little bit off. <laughs> I would think if you're a Gordon owner, you're like thrilled and, and don't want to sell him for anything less than probably what, like a late 2021st. Nobody like, likes him though. That's the thing. Like everybody that owns him, I know they hate him because everybody <laughs> talks too much. But as soon as the value comes up, like there's a reason I, don't I know. didn't trade him yet. You know, you right. know what I mean? I, like, I'm you, I'm you the guy that like I, I look for any when I don't like a guy, I look for any possible window to just be done. And that's why I'm done with Antonio Brown. Like I think we won't even get into it. I feel so relieved. I feel like we should party right now, but <laughs> I'll mellow out. Not until we all don't have one and I still have a couple, so I've oh. I've got a share. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You have you got to move it. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. This is like the last year of my window. I need to I need to hold on to Brown. For yeah, wait I, until I have, Brandon Marshall. Good idea. I have a, pair him with Doug <laughs> Martin. Pair him with Doug season. Martin and get Doug Baldwin or something. Oh God! <laughs> if it goes downhill that quick for Antonio Brown, man, I I don't know. Like he went, he would be going from the best receiver in football to out of the league in like. Six months. It He's already got car thrown in for him. What do you think? What do you give that? Honestly, like, let's use Is logic it, in this, not just like hopes and dreams on what Antonio Brown has done. Like, it's a downgrade. I mean, it's what thirty percent. Even that, then he's twelve hundred and eight. Wow, Steve's got numbers right in front of him. Just talking <laughs> shit. I'm just saying that's like a 30% decrease for Antonio Brown. He was yeah. what fourteen and no, that is 15, that is still pretty good. Yeah. Right? So how many touchdowns? I'm gonna believe you guys. I'm not looking it up. I'm gonna, if he, I'm thinking he gets eight touchdowns at least this year. Yeah, it's probably like more than Derek Carr's thrown for the last three years. Oh my god, <laughs> stop it! Crabtree and Cooper with Derek Carr were both. It was top pretty nice. Yeah, receivers. that was pretty nice. We're both top twenty-four receivers. But now I'm mad at you because you can't throw me the ball, dude. This <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's go back to practice tomorrow. Let's get back to Josh Gordon. Let's go back to Josh Gordon. We'll talk about Antonio Give me Brown. Josh Gordon sport. over Antonio Brown all day. Wow, that's a bold go claim. At least he tried to get his head straight. Go get talk Antonio swags, Brown. Talk swags off the cliff, please, JD. Please. I'll trade that. Yeah, so. Before I give my thought on it, just you know, I keep going back to Noah because this guy just pulls up numbers that I, I didn't know existed, and it's just <laughs> it makes you think. So let me sh- just looking at no, looking at the offense as a whole with Gordon in it and Gordon out, just with the game split, and you're looking at pass percentage and run percentage. 
Yep. So with Gordon in the game, 60.7% pass to 49% run. Or sorry, guys, 60% to 39% pass to run. Okay. When he's out of the split, it's literally 50-50. So there's a pretty drastic uh, shift there in the game plan and, and what's happening in the air versus on the ground. So that was Noah's argument. My my thought on Gordon as a guy who's held him this long is this is what you've been waiting for, man. I'm selling. I sold. Uh, I don't, you, you know, get? I get that I get that he's at Brady's house, um, you know, eating quinoa or whatever. And, and he, he, there's, there's a lot of opportunity. I like this for, for Brady. I like this for Brady talking super flex. Like it, it definitely escalate or increases his value. I think uh, his production, but I'm selling just cause you know, I joked about this last night. He, he could have a good day, a good game, a good practice and decide to stop at the 420 store on the way home. And you know, that it's right. all over and you, your, your share just became nothing. So why not go get yourself that can give you something similar? Like whatever you think Gordon's going to do for your team, pair him up with something and go get something similar. That's my advice. I sold them. People say I sold them cheap. Twitter said 60, 40. Uh, they took the side of the, um, of the guys I sold, but I sold Carson and Gordon, two guys that are hyped right now. And I got myself a 2020 first in a super flex, uh, league where I'm, I'm going to be needing at quarterback. So I thought this was a good way to get yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like that because I, I don't. I wouldn't give you a first alone for Gordon at all. Well, guys were saying but I could get compared. First you know, like I, I don't mind that. You might have been able to get a first plus because yeah, Carson's probably. Guys were saying, yeah, I could have got the first just for Carson, but would they have given it to you then? Because I mean, firsts are hard to get right now. They are very hard to get, especially in the goat leagues, and that's kind of why I did this deal. Is uh, I did that, and then I got myself. Um, I flipped. I actually, I, I was with uh, with two drink talking about this whole process, but basically in, in the next trade, I got myself Miles Sanders, A-Rob. Uh, so Miles Sanders comes in and replaces Carson, in my opinion, and I uh, got myself some picks and uh, Dalton's backup. So just kind of securing my my quarterback position. But to me, if you're holding Gordon, this is what you're waiting Ryan for. Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley, that's it. Thank yeah, you. nice. Nice. Cool. I like that. Awesome. So before we get into our trade segment, let's hear from the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Oh yeah, Scouting Academy, one of the sickest things we do. If you want to get a real job, I know I say it every week, if you want to try to get a real job in the NFL in scouting or player personnel, it's the best way to do it. They've placed over 30 people in the NFL coming through this curriculum. So check it out uh, at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Let's now go to our Superflex trade segment. First one, these are, so these are all Superflex trades. First one from at Cole Wilczek on Twitter. 12-team, full-point PPR, Russell Wilson or Mitch Trubisky and a 2021st. Let's start with our guest, J.D., yeah, like I said earlier, I think these these trades are all really fair. Like value wise, this is definitely fair. I think the the difference between Trubisky and Russell is definitely you know in that range of the twenty one first. Personally, if I'm getting picks back, I prefer to get a twenty twenty. 
just because mm-hmm. the farther I kind of I'll dock around. So like to me, this is equivalent to like a 2022nd with Trubisky, yeah. uh, just because it's you're waiting that extra year, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't mind this trade. I think if you're trying to gain, again, it, it always depends on your roster, right? If you're trying to gain value, uh, maybe you're rebuilding, you want to get younger. Uh, I don't mind it. And if you want to buy up to get Russell Wilson, to me, I'd probably lean the side of Trubisky just because I think after that first tier, there's a pretty flat um, tier for a good, I don't know, 12 to 15 guys that I feel are, are probably going to produce the same. So I think that I'd probably take value-wise the Trubisky and the twenty the 2021 first. Okay. Do we know what side uh, Cole with check is on? Nope. No? So why, what, are you t- what are you taking here? Um, I, I agree with uh, JD, but I think that I feel like the Russell Wilson guy is trying to get Mitch. And so to that, I say to the Mitch owner, if you're listening, he likes Mitch Trubisky more than he likes Russell Wilson already. He just understands the value. <laughs> and so he knows he's got to throw that 2021 in there value wise, but he already likes Mitch more. I don't know. Interesting. It's a tough one. I want that Mitch side, though. Really? So are you, are you just because of the thought about Wilson in that offense or just because you like you think they're close enough that the pick sends it over the top? I mean, last year, I, I don't have it in front of me, so don't quote me, but I think most scoring Russell Wilson was what, like quarterback 13 to 14 last year? I mean, right Dak, Dak was in front of him. Yep. yep. Uh, Mitch can't be too far behind point-wise, so I'm good, good getting almost anything extra with Mitch. Okay. Russell Wilson goes before Mitch, but I'm excited about it when you take him. Okay, fair enough. Two drink. What do you think of him? Man, I mean, I get it. And you would think uh, second year Nagy system, another full year A-Rob, that offense got to be a little better. I really want, like, I want to play with Russ this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that makes my team better this year, but I get it for value-wise. But, like, I'm I'm playing to win. Russ will outscore Mitch this year. Put it on the board. I don't care how you want to do it. Yeah, I yeah. felt like you wanted to put Mike to work. Do it. Hell but, yeah. Yeah, put, I'll take Mitch's side. All right, we'll put it on the board. Yeah, too easy. And a dime. All I right. probably should have, like, given you a 20-point variance, though, because even if it's that, you're still, like, competing every week. Like, the two to less yeah, points yeah, that Russ will get every week plus a pick, yeah. But yeah, I'll take Mitch against Russ. I like I like what JD was talking about though. With the first, like I definitely I get it, and and next year I will love to have that pick. But right now, like it doesn't super move the needle for me. It's just too far out. Yep, I, I agree. To win Frank. now and, and win this year. Yes, totally agree. I'm on the Russell side too. Um, I think Mitch has a good chance to increase in value though, so I'm not saying that, and I totally get it. And you know, in two years, if if Mitch is still playing, you know what I mean? Then that side wins. Because right. Russ is still playing too, but you get that pick. I get that. But, yep. man, I think Russ, Russ has fallen out for where he was, you know, top four or five in Dynasty not that long ago. He's moved back into the maybe that 10, 12. I don't, I don't know how far you want to do it, but he's still young enough, and, and that offense can still morph to much more in his favor where his value can rise a lot too. So don't give up on Russ either. Yeah. Yep. Just so you just looking at last year points per game, fantasy points per game, they were eleven and twelve, so they were at eighteen points each. Oh wow! So there you go. I'll, I'll right take there. the first on top. Yeah. Fair enough. What's what's the poll say to drink? Uh, it was uh, just barely in the uh, mid side, fifty four percent, pretty early on this one, or they put like forever and a day on the poll length. Of course, fifty four percent mid side, 
Maybe we just caught it early. You're welcome. That's what I do. I'm on top of them. All right. Next one from at inside inside zone FF uh, 12 team tight end premium league. Uh, TJ Hawkinson in a 2024th or Debo Samuel. What was that? I said, I wonder who this one's on there for. Yeah, right. Uh, Or Debo Samuel. And uh, I'm going to say this to Deshaun Hamilton. I didn't spell it right, but you're welcome. All right. And Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, We'll start (laughs) with uh, JD on this one. Oh, man. As soon as you said that, I, you know what? I don't even need it. I kind of lost my page there. But this one was close value-wise. To me, this is 100% just roster uh, dependent. Yep. I mean, it's nice in a tight end premium to get a guy like uh, Hawkinson for sure. He's, he's what, top, I would say top 10 uh, tight end when you're looking dynasty as a whole value-wise. Sure. But, but you're, getting, you know, you're getting two pretty solid young receivers there. The thing with me in tight end premium is as much as the value is similar – you know, in a vacuum, I'd probably take the Hawkinson side just because I feel like I can replace when you're looking at opportunity costs. I think guys like Debo and Deshaun, especially De- Deshaun being in that Denver offense, uh, those are guys that you can kind of replace easily, whereas Hawkinson, maybe not so much. So value wise, I think it's the same. I'd probably lean the side of the tight end Two drink. What do you got, brother? Um, I'm going to take those two wide receivers. I think uh, I'm not surprised uh, or that's not the right words. Uh, Hawkinson, I don't know that there's a whole lot of room for him to move up, at least in the immediate time frame. And I think the other two have a chance to do that. Um, I'm not as big on Pettis. I don't think that gap is super huge between him and Debo, uh, probably towards the second half of the season. So, and I like Hamilton a lot. Sanders coming back kind of kind of hurts that. If that really happens with Sanders, that's another one that's a, Crazy time frame uh, ahead of uh, that injury there with the Achilles, if that's true. Uh, but I, I do like Hamilton a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point to drink. You actually just uh, just actually sold it more on my side, so I appreciate that. Thanks, man. I forgot yeah. about the Sanders. That's that's huge, actually. Yeah, you're welcome. I guess like seven months <laughs> after an Achilles, insane. I'm taking the two wide receivers. All right, Swags. I'm uh, taking the Incredible Hawk side. I feel shocked. Big, big shock there. Big shock. Yeah, I mean, pretty uh, easy. Like honestly, like, and I like Debo a lot, and I am I'm coming on to him a little bit more than Pettis at this point. So I agree with two drink there, but honestly, kind of more on the JD side where I feel like you can find a Debo and Deshaun Hamilton anywhere on your lineup. Like, give me Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're talking about a second class. Well, maybe I, I could see. Say Jones kind of being in that class of receiver. Okay. I mean, I think he absolutely should be, honestly. Like, give yeah. me DJ Shark later, and, you know, I'll trade you my fourth or something and get into the draft and get DJ yep. Shark, and I'm I'm happy because I've got TJ Hawkinson in tight end premium. I mean, yeah, I have to, definitely. Yeah, that's, a, that's a fair call. It's a nice little yeah. trade, you know, but. Yep. I think, uh, I think Jesse James is going to piss you off, Swags. <laughs> I don't think so. He he could here and there. No, I mean I don't think it's out of the question. But you would, I mean, you would say that because Hawkinson's going to be in the game. It. He's a great blocker. What? I mean, Jesse James is a, a veteran. He's still young. He's I mean, what twenty four, twenty five years old. It wouldn't shock me. Hawkinson's definitely the future, though. Sure. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to depend on Hawk as my tight end one this year. But as a right. tight end two, it's pretty sure. just kind of like the trade where you picked up Fant as your tight end two behind Ingram. I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah. What's the poll say, my man? So one side of this poll had 109 votes. 
the other side had 109 votes. No, How about that? 50-50, wow. right down the so, middle. So a solid number. Next time, tag us. We'll get those numbers up a little higher and probably still split it as we did on this show. Steve, which uh, side did actually, you no, pick? I'm, I'm taking the Hawkinson side in, t- in Titan Premium. Spike's made yes. a good point. So, tag the show, <laughs> but I'm the one that usually retweets it, and I was the, the right side anyway. So good job. All right, there you go. Uh, tag, next, tag at Ghost Goat District as well. That's he'll right. Come, he'll retweet that shit for then you. We'll yeah, get, then we'll get a bunch of votes in it too. Yes. For sure. Next Good one job. from at 83 Eric P, 12 team full point PPR, uh, Christian McCaffrey or Andrew Luck, my boy, uh, Tevin Coleman and Tyler Lockett. This is a good one, um, especially in Superflex. Yeah, I wonder who this one's on there for. Shocking, right? You should, should start. Answer, should I answer first? Okay. I'll, t- I'll take the Luck side. I know Swags hates Andrew Luck and everything about Andrew Luck. <laughs> it's a tough one, though. There's so many pieces there on that. There's a lot of pieces. I think there's side, a lot of man. useful pieces. I think Lockett. Can, can you just was it Superflex and tight end prem or just Superflex? This is Superflex full PPR. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, so I think Luck's still a top five <laughs> quarterback in Superflex, regardless of you know his current injury situation with his calf. I think Tyrell Lockett's a bona fide wide receiver too. In any format, even full PPR, I think for at least this year, Tevin Coleman's got some really good value in that in that offense. I added uh, Shaheen to the trade just to make um, JD's just, question just relevant. Make that make, I was just going to make. Are there, are there kickers and, and defenses in this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked the question and I'm like, that was so nuts. <laughs> Uh, cla- classic swag. Throw Adam Shaheen on the Christian McCaffrey side. Yes, I'm still well. In case that. it's in case it was tight end premium. Yeah, we needed that. I, I didn't I want to up it too much. Right. <laughs> Talk, just, about just Adam Shaheen. Talk about cheap <laughs> and premium, right? There. right? Uh, let's go, Swags. We know you're on the Christian McCaffrey side. So we <gasps> oh man, I, I think I have to be. But uh, Steve, I did have to look at this one. Like you're getting so many pieces there in luck, having Coleman in Lockett, but. I think if I have McCaffrey, I'm in control of the trade, and I can yep. I can take it to some other teams if I want to, or ask you for maybe even a quarterback that you value less than Luck on your team, and get somebody I like a little bit more back than Tavin Coleman, who I like. I like Tavin Coleman, but mm-hmm. I, I like the I don't want to throw McCaffrey. It's Shaheen that's holding me back. <laughs> it's <gotta> be. <laughs> I hate you for that. So I brought it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just drink. Go ahead, do drink. Uh, I want to take CMC. It's close. Swags, if we it change. It is kind of close, isn't it? Yeah, who, who are you changing? If we, if we change Coleman to Penny, okay. and we'll put like Mariota on the other side. You. No. Just made the trade. Uh, luck. He's like, what if. Because if you remember right, they were in the same class, and Robert Griffin III was rookie <laughs> of the year. Oh, my you God. Said I a saw that. quarterback you didn't care about. And no, I don't, I don't want Mariota over. Luck and Penny, um, while I do like him more than Coleman, it's not far enough apart for me. They're the same value. They're one yeah. twenty nine, one RB twenty four. Yeah. So no, no, I thought you were talking about on the CMC side to get a quarterback. Oh, you're you're right. putting with McCaffrey. Side. Yeah. Well, I already won the McCaffrey side. <laughs> He's like, why are you adding a cherry to my Sunday? Mm. But if you want to put McCaffrey with, I was just trying to get him back out. (laughs) If you want to put Mariota with McCaffrey, I'll, I'm, I'll, yeah, throw me more. Throw a first (laughs) in if you want to. Right, just keep adding. Keep adding. There's a sprinkles on top of the sun. Your team really Um, sucks, and I'm going to give you Marvin Jones. (laughs) 
<laughs> JD, what, what side do you take on this one, brother? Yeah, I mean, you always want the best player in the deal, and that's definitely McCaffrey. Uh, you don't want to invest this much in a running back normally, but you're looking at a guy that might last longer than most, you hope. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those where the, 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 the trio has value, but it really depends on your roster because you're giving away a lot, man. Like you're giving away a wide receiver two ish. You're giving away an RB two ish, RB three ish, you know, a high RB three, low RB two, I guess maybe, I don't know. Is he yep. uh, Yeah. About there and luck. I mean, luck is uh when he's on the field, he's a, he's a top three in me for me is a top tier quarterback and this is super flex. So maybe there's someone who's worried because of the, in, the injury situation with luck right now. Um, I'd probably take the, I'd probably go with the package. Yeah, it's hard for me to pass up Good all man. pieces. Good man. Two drink, what's the pulse say, brother? Uh, 66%. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Very early, <laughs> very early on this poll. Very early. They didn't even know about Shaheen. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't see Shaheen in there. <laughs> the the Mariota. We the the right, dude, they, I mean, we really helped this guy out. Yep. We're going to make it like 90% by the time it's over. If you're buying luck right now, his value should increase. Like right now, because of the injury talk and all that, his value is probably dipped a bit. So if you are in a deal like this and you're buying him, the, the nice thing is his value should increase. Uh, and you want to go back and get yourself something like McCaffrey or something in that range, you you have the firepower to do it. Which is crazy because the guy's coming up a 40 touchdown year last year. Who which, isn't? Which is, <laughs> I can tell you one guy who's not. Matthew frickin' Stafford is not coming up a 40 touchdown Oh, you caught him on like his oh, worst year. Oh, the value is so shot. far apart, though, to be fair. So and maybe neither, your quarterback. Your quarterback's Eli. And neither was Eli. <laughs> Eli's not even close. Hey, my, my quarterback's going to be Danny Dimes, brother. I, <laughs> I think you're right. He's looking good. Um, all right, next one from at Dynasty Steve One, 12 team full point PPR. Derek Henry and Philip Lindsay or carry on Johnson and DJ Shark. Do 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 do. Wow, wow, wow. This is a weird trade for me. This is a weird trade. Uh, we'll start with JD on this one. Perfect. Yeah, I'll go KJ. I yep. just, I, I think he's the more valuable piece here. Derek Henry, I, I don't really want to own him in Dynasty. Um, so he's he's kind of got a nice value in the sense that oh you know they built the offense around him when they're firing they're going through Derrick Henry he's he's you know one week he's going to give you five points one week he's going to give you twenty five I prefer to go another way there and Philip Lindsay I talk about it you know these low draft capital running backs that performed above expectation those are guys I don't want on my roster those are pieces that I build value with and then I trade them for significant pieces like KJ like Carryon Johnson so I'll go with the KJ side here love it. Uh, swags. I'm gonna take the carry on side as well. Yep, I will take that side as well. Two drink sweep. <sighs> yeah, just do it. Just do it. And you get the thing, DJ Shark. Do 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 do. No, I like DJ Shout Shark. Out to the dynasty dummies, I say. I kind of want to take the other side just because you three didn't. But... <laughs> You're gonna say that. You Fifty-one percent carry on Johnson side, so it's torn. Like, man, I guess if if you're not relying on Henry and Lindsay, which means your team's probably in trouble anyways, yeah. then I'll take the upgrade. You know what I mean? Shark's not making your roster. No. Yeah, he is. 
low, low He's end. Never making your starting roster. You can trade him to me, guys. You <laughs> you should absolutely be right. interested in DJ Shark. You will make your roster. I'm never starting a wide receiver of that caliber. Not how I build my teams. Pass. He's doing really good. He's only a second-year wide receiver. Like I think that it's ludicrous to totally take our eyes off him this early in his career. Him, him he was Charlie, a second-round draft pick. Him and John Ross are good lottery tickets right now. Nice and cheap. I took that side. <laughs> <laughs> but then you oh, yep. threw GJ chart. I can't even talk now. Jesus <laughs> That's all right, bro. You took KJ to drink? Yeah, yes. he took that side. Uh, we, we swept. We swept that he side. He just doesn't like yeah. Shark. Nice, yeah. I love Shark. <laughs> DJ Shark is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> what was the poll? 51% carry on Johnson. You're killing me, Smalls. He already said. Sorry. Nobody mm-hmm. listens to me. I know. Sorry. Last one. A trade between our very own two drink and that Charles Chili FB. 12 team tiered PPR and points per carry as well. Finally gave up your boy Sammy Watkins. So Sammy Watkins at 2021st and 2022nd or Amari Cooper and Albert Wilson. It was actually during the startup, which is not even finished yet. That's interesting. Slowest draft uh, ever. No oh, shoot. God. Um and the, the I'll pick, start. The, the, all the players were not picked when the trade went down. So it kind of waited until those picks were made, okay. which completely changes it too, but just a different way to look at uh, at the trade. Yeah. Uh I'll take uh God. yeah, I'll take Amari at this point, the Amari side. I, I think Albert Wilson could have some sneaky value this year. Um, and give you a couple splash weeks. I mean, it'll be really tough to put him in your lineup at that point. But um, for me, Amari's worth Sammy in a first and a twenty twenty first at least. I, I just think Sammy's role, even though it, it'll be good on that in that Chiefs offense, I think Amari's got a chance to really take the next step here with with Dak and that offense in, in Dallas. I'll take that side. Uh, Swags. Um, I will as well take the Amari Cooper side. Okay, JD. Yeah, same. I'm collecting as many wide receiver ones I can, and to me, Cooper's uh, kind of in that 12 spot, so I'll I'll take that side. Two drink. I'm guessing you traded for Amari Cooper on this one. You traded away Sammy. You traded away the pick that got Sammy. Correct. Yes. I traded for Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to add him to my team that already had Julio Jones and Stefan Diggs. Like it. I just really wanted those three studs coming out of it. It was expensive to me, um, but was kind of willing to do it. Uh, yeah, he ended up we, me and uh, Charles or Scott Connor uh, picked together, like we were at the same part of the turn. And that pick for Sammy was actually, you know, my pick, and then his two, and then mine on the other side. So he had three in a row. Um, him taking Sammy there hurts so bad. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, I could still do this and add Sammy to my team. He uh, he has constantly sniped me so hard throughout this draft. Uh, it's really maybe bothered me to the point where I paid, you know, Sammy and a first and a second. Uh, Albert Wilson was a 17th round, I think, kind of grab, which I think is a great spot for him there. Uh, probably didn't help me in the poll a lot, but I am a Dolphins guy, and I think he has a good chance of being the, the wide receiver one there uh, this and, year. And I think it's important that you said that he was behind uh, Julio and Diggs there because I was going to say, like, Amari, I wouldn't want as my – because of the volatility of his weekly production, mm-hmm. I don't want him as my wide receiver one or two, but if he's my three, four, or five, like in my FFPC, he's my fifth receiver mm-hmm. behind guys like Adams, Diggs, Juju, 
because of that volatility, this guy can win you a week. You know what I mean? So if if he's not a guy you're depending on every week, but he's like that wide receiver three or four, that's amazing. So I love this trade, man. Appreciate it. Currently, uh, 51% is taking Sammy in the picks. Oh, shit. Those 20, 20 first, man. Right. But I voted on that side just to bug you. <laughs> that's awesome. that's that's so prank. close. You're such a prick. Yeah, true story. Awesome. With and you with every with any account that I have access to. Oh man, <laughs> wait, that's, that sounds right too. It's like nine and a half votes the other side. Just so you know. Yeah, awesome. Sounds so, about right. Yep. So before we get out of here, JD, tell everyone once again where they can find you on Twitter and find all your awesome content. I, I will right after I say this, Jordan yeah. Reed. If anyone is surprised right now. Shame on you. It's your yes. fault. It's your fault, man. <laughs> Don't even go there. Okay, that's all I got to say. I'm I'm JD at Goat District. We drop a pod once a week. Uh, you can find us on pretty much any platform. And uh, with my co-host, Dan Williamson, over at Overhyped Sleeper, no E on the end. Tag us on any trades. And uh, this has been a blast, guys. I really appreciate having me on. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Swags, where can the folks find you? Um, you go first. Me? Okay, I'm at I'm at the real Holopkin at Super Punch Trades. Swag is And I am at DFF underscore Two drink, round us out, man. At FL Two Drink Minimum at Superflex Pod. And Shout we are out. Back in the saddle again. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs>